Hey, good morning, good morning, everyone. It is good morning because it's 3.37 in the morning, and I'm Tony Bellamy here in WJAZ, just cooling the podcast. Why am I up? There's something I had to say. Um, for the last three days, from Wednesday, July, uh, today's the, uh, it was the 21st, then Thursday the 22nd, now it's the 23rd. Anyway, on Wednesday, it was announced that Yasin Bey, formerly Most Death, was going to be playing Thelonious Monk. And when I first saw that, I said, wow, you know, um, Thelonious Monk, Yasin Bey, I said, hmm. I said, well, you know, that sounds good. You know, I guess, you know, Yasin Bey is going to be Thelonious Monk. So you know, I said, that was a good thing. But then there was the second part of it. And it got down that it was going to be a story about Panica de Coingswater, who, um, if you don't know who Panica was, Panica was a, um, a former was a Rothschild. She was wealthy. Uh, she was married to a baron by the name of Jules de Cornishwater from Lon- in London, and she loved music. Okay, she was quite wealthy, and she was a big fan of Thelonious Monk and, and jazz. So she followed Monk and finally moved to New York City uh, in 1954. Okay, um, stayed at the Hint Stanhope Hotel, which also became a headquarters for a lot of cats in the jazz world at that time. She was a friend of um, Charlie Parker, which was going to be well known, um, uh, Miles Davis, um, uh, you know, Bud Powell, uh, Charles Mingus, uh, you know, just, just a few of, of the many musicians that, you know, knew Panica. And she was a great friend of. of uh, Thelonious Monk. Uh, now, if you don't know Thelonious Monk, quick background: one of the great pianists in the jazz world, great musician, total uh, of uh, the modern music, uh, known for his "Ruby, My Dear," "Round Midnight," "In Walks Bar- In Walks Bud," um, um, uh, "Straight No Chaser," uh, "Monk's Mood," "Panica," again, which he did a tune for. So, you know, Monk was married. He had his wife. And, you know, what the movie is going to be about is that there's a spiritual love triangle going on between fighting for Monk, uh, Panica, and also uh, his wife, Nellie. So they, they're all fighting for Monk's attention, so, so to speak. And when I first heard that, I said, man, it was nothing like that because Panica was, was, uh, was benevolent to so many of the jazz musicians, helping them out, looking out for Monk to make sure they got their money paid, setting up the club dates, taking them to the club dates if, if need be, uh, and and just you know helping out Charles Mingus, whoever that was. She was she was in in and settling <clears throat> problems in between musicians so that they could do it diplomatically. So you know that's what she did. And and Monk's wife Nellie, she was always by Monk, you know, helping Monk get ready for his gigs and. You know, suits, picking out his clothes and, you know, and all the, these different things. So, you know, when I heard that, you know, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Yasin playing and then this spiritual love triangle, which it was it was nothing like that. OK, so sure enough, that next day, Thursday or it happened Wednesday night, I was because I was saying to myself, you know, I, can, I can't believe that Thelonious Monk's children, family would, would let this go down, you know? Well, they didn't. You know, T.S. Monk 
quickly said, we are not signing off on this. We had nothing to do with this project. We're not supporting it. We want it shut down. And it was. It was shut down. So this was something that Hollywood, um, once again, went ahead and tried to tell a narrative about a story, about a musician, about a love triangle between a rich, wealthy, white woman philanthropist and his his wife, you know, whatever way they were going to try to portray it, it wasn't good. Okay. So that's yesterday, which was Thursday. It's now going to Friday morning, right? So Yasin Bey puts up on Instagram, hey man, you know, I'll, if if the estate's not with it, I'm not with it. I didn't know about it. All my friends were so happy for me, you know, you know, Jason Moran, Martha Stewart, and Kenyon, so-and-so. I was like, man, you're dropping all these names, man. What's that all about? I mean, you didn't know anything. I mean, he didn't know anything about that they didn't know. And he didn't know the storyline either. I don't think, you know. But this goes to show you, this happened a couple of years ago with, with uh, you know, Andre 3000 playing Jimi Hendrix. And the Hendrix estate didn't sign off on it either. So you didn't hear any Hendrix music. Okay, nothing. Uh, um, you know, um, it's happened many times. Miles Davis' story was controlled by Miles Davis' estate. So they had control of that music. Okay, um, you know, but I've seen some good movies, Clint Eastwood in Jazz World, that were fairly pretty good. I, I thought Bird was good with Forrest Whitaker, 1988. That wasn't bad. And then there was another movie called Round Midnight. Once again, by Monk, <laughs> uh, Monk's music. Um, but it was about a fictionalized story about Bud Powell, uh, who happened to be a disciple of Monk and uh, defended Monk uh, years before and was arrested by cops, you know, New York City police, put it in a state hospital and goes through shock treatments because he said he was the world's greatest musician. So they said he was crazy. Anyway, um, <clears throat> you know, you know, that movie was fairly good. That's called Round Midnight. I would recommend that. And then there's hopefully a movie coming out um, with uh, Lush Life about um, uh, um, Billy Strayhorn, who uh, wrote the music for Duke Ellington, you know, um, uh, 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 Take the A-Train, and, and so many other tunes who happened to be a gay black man. And, you know, but in his fight, to, and struggles to own his music and everything with with Duke Ellington. Matter of fact, he um, you know he did a, he was the first black man to ever do a, a musical uh, uh, on 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 uh, on Broadway in in the forties. Uh, you know, which was quite unusual. This man uh, did it, and I forgot the uh, famous actor <clears throat> he did that with. But you know, it just goes to show you you've got to control your narrative. You, your narrative about who you are and what you do because people will try to take it another way and to see something like I think the way it was going to go uh, it would have been dead on arrival okay uh, to see uh, that happen um, with Thelonious Monk's and I'm glad T.S. Monk his son also known for the cut Bon Bon V and you know about remember that cut um, but they stepped in and said no you're not going to do this Matter of fact, the guy that was supposed to play Thelonious Monk was uh, Idris Elba, by the, way, by the way, and still might be because he's been campaigning for that since 2016. 
But uh, that's that. With that, you know, and I just had to say something about it in case you didn't hear about it. I'm letting you know this is just cool in the podcast. There is some new music out. Um, but matter of fact, <clears throat> um, Tyler's creator. I like him. Okay, the internet. Uh, Sid the Kid's supposed to be dropping a new album. Um, John McLaughlin came out with a new album. And Pat Metheny. So, you know, I went everywhere, right? <laughs> so, but this is Tony Bellamy, Just Coolin', uh, the podcast. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, and just wanted to give you that heads up about Thelonious Monk. All right? Take care.